This episode has been sponsored by MapHook. and welcome to The Gray Area, where I dispense advice and give interviews on relationships between gamers. My name is Genesee Gray, and this is the 19th podcast in a weekly series titled, Yes, Girls Are Geeks. Last week's episode was a conversation with Tony about being on the Guild and the connection between cosplay and gaming. Please visit www.genesee.com, the Gray Area homepage, and add to the forum discussion on this topic and to tell me your story. Today is Tuesday, May 24th, and this week we speak with Rosalind from the Girls Are Geeks website on geeky topics from the elusive female perspective. Welcome to the show, Rosalind. Hi, it's great to be here. I'm pleased, I'm pleased to have another girl, I have to tell you. I'm very excited. <laughs> um, before we get to your website and some of the questions, let's discuss news of the week. New releases for today, Dirt 3, which is kind of a driving game. It looks like you have a lot of customization options for cars. Dungeons and Dragons Daggerdale, which is an Xbox 360 game about the desperate struggle to defeat the evil Resilus and his Zentarim, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, in their attempt to invade and conquer the Dale Land. So now, instead of just playing with your tabletop game, you can also go on the Xbox and, and play it that way too. I haven't have to check that out. Lego Pirates of the Caribbean is released today, and I love the Lego um, for the Wii as well as the PS3. And I had a chance to demo this game, and it is really neat, especially if you enjoy the movies. There's a lot of uh, kind of odes to the movies in here. Kung Fu Panda 2 for Wii, PS3, and the DS comes out today. And tomorrow, Duke Nukem Critical Mass will be released. So, Rosalind... What is the news for you this week? What's new and exciting in your world? Well, it's interesting that uh, you mentioned uh, Dungeons Dragons Daggerdale. Because mm. I've got to uh, be looking at that one this week. I actually got to glance at it this morning. Oh, and I'm okay. not about to say anything yet, but there will be a review up uh, probably on Friday about that. And I love Dungeons and Dragons. I've been playing in a group for the last year and a half and have done it before that. And so this is really neat. Good, I did read about that. So you, you play together in person, or you play online uh, with Skype? We play together in person. We've been fortunate enough to find people who I, actually most of them are who I work with, who are interested in gaming. Oh, see, it never ends then with when you're with people you work with, because uh, you can always sit there and, and talk about what happened last night, and oh, this is what we're going to do next time, and all that other stuff. Oh, we do. It makes the rest of our coworkers a little bit crazy. They'll give us these funny looks like, who alchemist what turned <laughs> into a bird? So, we're very confusing. Uh, well, you know, there's a camaraderie between players, so it's okay. Hopefully you'll uh, convert them to the dark side. Keep working at it. It's interesting that you were talking about D&D. I don't know if you had a chance to check out Death Before Dishonor, which is really new. Um, myself and a couple of the guys from GeekBits... Uh, .net, who's also a podcast that kind of deals with movies and different apps and entertainment. We all kind of got together and said, hey, you know, we, 
there's no one in our area that plays Dungeons and Dragons, and you know we'd like to have a game. And so we got on Skype, and I think there's six of us total, and decided we were going to start a game they've never played before. And our second episode just came out yesterday, and it's been really interesting. It's been about a year since I've had a chance to play uh, Fourth Edition. And we're having such a great time. It's neat to see other people, they're kind of coming out of the woodworks that also play Dungeons and Dragons. And, you know, I kind of missed it in its heyday, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and now I'm getting a chance to come back and and try to uh, relive the Dungeons and Dragons glory days in my world. It sounds like fun. I've seen it. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to any of the episodes yet. I'm glad you play. It's a, it's a cool thing. Oh. I absolutely love it. It's probably one of my favorite times of every week. <laughs> I look forward to Fridays as well, I have to confess. Lesta, yesterday we rolled five ones, almost in a row. It was unheard of. Oh, I had a, one of our, our, our druid did that at one point in the middle of a battle. Three separate dice, three separate ones, and we were like, seriously? <laughs> we're all going to die. How does that happen? I think I tweeted Will Wheaton because he used to play and I'd listen to him on his podcast playing and he would always roll a one. Poor guy. So what other games do you play besides D&D and the tabletop? Do you do any of PC or a console games? I've been a little bit on and off with a lot of it. The biggest problem I have is that we have one Xbox hooked up to one TV and my husband is on it <laughs> the majority of the time. So uh-huh. I've watched a lot of Dragon Age and Mass Effect, mm. and I think they're fabulous games, but I haven't gotten a chance to actually be behind the controls of either of them. <laughs> okay, you might have to, I, to be scrappy and fight for that. Yeah, I have been getting up on Saturday morning so I can play Portal, because I absolutely have to. I played the vast majority of the first Portal game, and so I absolutely have to play Portal 2. So that ah, one I've been playing. Good, good. I'm, I'm close to the end of Portal 1, and I have two, so we'll see. Um, I get a little discouraged sometimes with uh, with some of them when they get hard, and then I'll put it down for a couple weeks and come back when I feel like maybe my brain has rested. Mm-hmm. So, for me, uh, when I was a kid, my father worked a lot, and when he was home, we spent a lot of time watching the original Star Trek series together, and it was kind of a bonding thing for us. I would guess that that was probably my first step on the geek road, you know, leading me toward the harder stuff like the next generation and Battlestar Galactica and and MMOs. But what do you think was your beginning on your road to geekdom? I'm pretty sure I was born into a geek-oriented family, although Star Trek was a big one for us as well. Uh, It wasn't original series. At that point in time, uh, we were actually watching The Next Generation. And when you watch TV with my father, you cannot say a word during the TV show. So if you want to talk to him at all, you have to watch the show and wait for a commercial break. And uh-huh. through that process, I'd watch all of the Star Trek show, pretty much just trying to you know, get a word in edgewise with my parents. <laughs> well, I know, I mean, let's just take a moment here and talk about Will Wheaton. Because we can't really, uh, yes. we, Will can't, Wheaton. we can't really skip Will Wheaton, especially since I've seen your profile. And I understand that you, uh, you, you're a very devoted follower of Will Wheaton. Oh, most definitely. I think he's so funny on Twitter. I have to say, I mu- I pay much more attention to him now that that uh, he's not actually on a show that I watch because his Twitter and his website are just so funny. Oh, he is. He's just it's absolutely a fabulous person, and it's really interesting to 
see him as a person after all those years of you know watching him as Wesley Crusher. Mm-hmm. I have to confess, I think he was the first poster I ever owned. It's <laughs> kind of embarrassing. Picture Will Wheaton with his jeans with one button open. I think that was the first poster <laughs> I ever had. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and he's definitely my original crush. I can't even remember not being in love with Will Wheaton. Uh, yeah, the sweater vest. <laughs> the, sweater, the sweater collection. We won't talk about it. Okay, so let's go to your website a little bit. How did you come up with the idea for this? Tell me how the founding of that happened. So the idea for this actually happened at um, PAX East, so the Penny Arcade Expo. Uh, so we went to that. My husband's been a Penny Arcade reader for years, and he got me into Penny Arcade, and I think they're it's a great comic. But So they hold the expos, the one in Seattle in August, September, and then last year, so a, about a year and three months ago, they held one in Boston. And we were living in Massachusetts, and so decided, well, we're here, we should definitely go to PAX East in Boston. So it was me and my husband and some friends and my youngest sister. And we went to a panel. And the panel was uh, called Geek is a Four-Letter Word. And so it was the idea of how being a geek is still somewhat of a stigma. And the panel consisted of a couple of guys and one woman, uh, Natanya Barron, who is now a major founder of Geek Mom, who was saying how much harder it is to be a geek and a woman. Mm. So girl geeks get themselves in even more trouble, essentially, because people don't believe that you're into the geeky things you're into, and there's just not a lot of that information out there. And me and my sister sat in this panel going, oh my god, there needs to be a blog about that. Oh my god, we should start a blog about that. <laughs> and so we very literally went home, came up with the idea, and started the blog about that. I do think that's definitely true. There's sort of this stigma that if you're interested in anything sci-fi or anything technological or geeky, that you must be with a guy who's also interested in it, and then therefore you're interested in it just to kind of follow along <laughs> with what, what that person is, is doing, and you kind of got sucked in. It's very difficult for people to kind of understand that, yes, you know, not every girl enjoys dress-up, and some of us, you know, like dragons. <laughs> Right, it is still an issue. You're not expected to want to pick the action movie or to be the one who's going to fix the computer. Yes. So your sister that you were talking about, is that Dawn? That's Dawn. Ah, okay. And she's one of the three that I see right on the site. Mostly it's you, but um, also her. And tell me how Gardella works into this. She is the middle sister. <laughs> okay, so it's so a family there are, thing. Yeah, there are three of us, and... Uh, me and Dawn are probably the most alike and into the most, like, geeky types of things. But our other sister, who is pretty much smack between the two of us, is also, she's a sort of a tech person. She does interactive digital media. That's what her career choice is. And so she's into a lot of the same things. And she actually came out to PAX Prime with us last year in August and September. And so all three of us got to go to that one. Nice. See, I didn't realize PAX actually moved. I've heard of it before. I've never been to a con myself. This will be my first one, Dragon Con, this year. The first time I've ever attended anything. But I hear that PAX is very large as well. Is that like PAX East versus PAX whatever? That's why they designate it? Well, PAX was always held in Seattle, which is where the Penny Arcade founders are from. And so the idea was that they realized that 
you can't have everybody fly to Seattle. Seattle's awfully far away for a lot of people, so they wanted to hold an East Coast version. And they picked Boston, which is a pretty good place to hold something. It's a, got a couple of nice convention centers and is relatively easy to get around. And so that was, so now PAX East in Boston has run for two years and uh, the third year will be next March. Oh, okay. Interesting. So it seems like you have a lot of variety on the website and I love to go and kind of see what's going to be up there next. How do you get these different articles? Because, I mean, we're looking at cakes this week, cakes, jewelry, clothes, games, movies, all sorts of various things. We sort of came up with the idea that being a geek was not something you could easily define. You could geek out about almost anything. Mm -hmm. And if you think about the idea of what makes somebody a geek, it's really just that getting so in-depth into something and so excited about it. And we realized how many different things we're all interested in. And so I'm really, I'm very much a sci-fi geek and a little bit of a gaming geek and lately a cooking geek. And we're all Disney geeks. And so it's sort of like whatever we're interested in at the time tends to be what happens on the blog. Okay. I do love the Tetris cake. That's a great idea. <laughs> you don't have to oh, even I cut it. Oh, I thought that was fabulous. <laughs> I'm a real Etsy fan, I have to say. I have a DeviantArt page and other stuff, so I'm pretty supportive of uh, people that are artistic and kind of crafty and things like that. And, and there's just no end to the things you can find on that site. And I really enjoy seeing some of the crafts that people make that, you know, the Mario beaded things. And I love the baby onesie. Yeah, that's they're it. just unbelievable. The stuff you can find on Etsy just by typing in geek. <laughs> no is... doubt. Incredible, and it's always really neat to do that because when I do it, I also communicate with the artists, get to hear their stories and how they got into it too, which I think is really neat. Yeah, that's true. I, I guess there is below things. There's an article that kind of tells what inspired them to create that item, which is great. I like that a lot. Let's see, Time Waster Tuesday, which I was talking to you about a little earlier. It seems like sometimes you have different games and day-oriented activities. Is there another one besides Tuesday that I'm missing? Actually, I've got the whole site sort of set up that way. I'm a little bit OCD like that. <laughs> uh, I've been running Math Mondays. So once in a while, you'll see a Math Monday. Oh, yeah, I saw the shirt. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then I don't have a name for Wednesdays, but Wednesdays is when you'll find top 10 lists and um, geeky woman role models and geek crushes. <laughs> okay. And then Thursday is where I post Etsy's. So you'll notice all the Etsy posts pretty much go up on Thursdays and then everything else sort of, anything else I do kind of goes wherever it might go. I see. I never really uh, put them all together before to notice they were by day. That's neat. So how is it working with other people, especially with your family? How do you designate who does what for the site? I tend to be the sort of natural leader of what's happening most of the time. Uh, lately it's been a lot of me because uh, Dawn is still in college, and so she's been very busy with classes, but now that summer's starting, I should hopefully be able to get her to write again. And I kind of go through and think about the things we might have, and at one point we sat down and made a huge list of possible topics that we keep track of, and we have a sort of shared Google Docs account, so people will go in, one of us will start a draft on something and look at it, or I'll post an idea and say, hey, can you take this, and see how it goes. I see. Okay. 
Do you think, I mean, do you get a lot of feedback from the people that are seeing your blog? Because I know you're pretty active on Twitter. I was wondering if it's mostly women or if it's kind of a varied audience. Do people give you feedback? I think it ended up being a more varied audience than I was expecting. I definitely have a good chunk of women, but I also interact with a lot of geeky guys on Twitter, and I know a good number of them read and comment on the blog. So I think we've been very, ended up being very broad in the readership of this. Good. I mean, I think there's a lot of uses, even if you're not, if you don't particularly, if you're a guy and, and you might not particularly like the jewelry aspect or the craft aspect. I mean, there are plenty of, I'm sure, people in a guy's life that he get that stuff for, you know, females that would really love to have the Oh yeah, I mean, it's Mario good to know what you're, what you're geeky girls interested in. And I tend to be not all that girly to begin with, so I think a lot of my posts are things that, you know, me and my husband would do together anyway. Mm-hmm. Good. So, as a person who is proud to have grown up in the Jersey Shore area, I have to ask, totally unrelated, nothing whatsoever to do with anything, what do you think about the Jersey Shore? Do you watch that? I have stayed as far away from that show as is humanly possible. <laughs> uh, it definitely, when it came out, my Facebook just exploded because, you know, it's, my Facebook's mostly Jersey people since I grew up there. Uh -huh. And it was just unbelievable but i want nothing to do with it and as i continue to point out to people most of them aren't even from new jersey that's true they're just visiting they're all bennies yeah i just wonder and... what the jersey people actually thought of that show considering it's kind of showing some of their landscape areas and some of the buildings and and clubs and stuff i think most of us think it's giving a pretty bad opinion of the place <laughs> move them to rome I was never a summer summer shore person. I always like to go to the beach in October. <laughs> it's nice and quiet and cool. And no one's there. there and no go. one's there. Yes. Let's get ready for questions! Okay, let's move on to a listener question. Uh, I'm going to read a question from a listener and give kind of my opinion on and advice on what they should do. And then if you'd like to chime in and give your take, that'd be good. All right. Okay, Tiebreaker asks, I'm a geeky guy even though I may not look it. I'm looking for a place or a website where I can meet sweet geeky girls. I've gone to libraries, coffee shops, video game stores, the grocery store, and pretty much anywhere under a rock to find them. I've gone to the GK2GK and Nerd Passions Network, but those sites seem dead. When I do meet one, either they shy away or run away. People encourage me to date some of the high-maintenance Barbie ones, and I don't want that. I've already dated them, and it's not working for me. I like that the geeky girls I've read about are into science fiction and fantasy stuff, books, video games, and pretty much anything geeky, and I want to share the same interests with one. I'd really appreciate any information. <laughs> Thanks. Um, well, I don't have a, a dating site for this guy at all, but I think he needs to maybe change his perspective a little bit on geeky girls, because it sounds like uh, that he's assuming there's a certain look for a geeky girl, and my mm -hmm. experience is that they're pretty much everywhere in all ages, so you can't just assume that if you walk into a comic shop and there's a girl, that that's where they're all congregating. I mean, geeky girls are in, you know, grocery stores everywhere. Oh, definitely. So I, I assume this if this person just does the things that they're interested in, they'll probably run into to a girl who likes the same things. And, you know, as long as they're open to accepting 
you know, that there are girls out there that enjoy that. I, I don't know. I have a friend who went, it was actually a comic store, which is kind of funny, went to free comic book day and uh, he got hit on in the comic store and a girl wanted to take him to coffee, which I thought was kind of funny. Well, that's, <laughs> that's great. I think you're right on the mark with, you know, wanting to, you know, not think about looking for a geek girl, just doing the things you're interested in and assuming that any girls you meet are doing the same things. They're interested in that stuff. So I, I always think that's sort of the idea. You know, go to your local store, go to your events. Don't go looking for a girl. Just be friendly. I do have a dating site, though. Oh, really? This would be helpful. I do, because, well, it's not a dating site, but it is a person who helps people write profiles and make connections. And that's Geek's Dream Girl. Geek's Dream Girl. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just... I've actually profiled uh, E, who runs Geek's Dream Girl. And it's a really neat site. They have like blog entries about dating, about geek stuff, and you can purchase various levels of help finding <laughs> love on the internet. Okay, so geeksdreamgirl.com? Yes. Okay, I'll put that in the show notes as well. So that's very helpful. There you go. A tiebreaker will be grateful. Let's move on to an article. And the same deal. I'm going to read the article, and then you can tell me if you think that it's uh, useful in any way and what you might add or change about it. This is by Jay. It says, I'm a concerned dad with a question that I'm hoping other feminist readers and other feminist women might help with. I've got a daughter who's about to turn eight. She loves and is very good at math and science and proudly describes herself as a junior geek. My wife and I want to encourage her to keep doing that, but as we all know, there's a huge amount of pressure for girls not to do that sort of thing. Both active pressure in the form of people telling her that girls don't do that, and passive pressure in the form of every toy book and website that's geared towards sciencey kids, but has a strong boy bias. She's been getting very interested in doing things online, but in the online time we let her have, she's mostly going to places like AmericanGirl.com. When I asked her why she doesn't go to some other sites, her answer was that they're for boys. Are there any good sites on the web for young, geeky girls that encourage them in things like math, science, and technology? Well, other than your own, which we've been talking about, there's a couple other sites that I like just for general information. They're not particular to science or math, just Geeks with Curves, Girl Gamer, uh, they're all good sites. But any website I think that has a balanced view of news would probably be good. I really haven't found any um, video game sites that I felt were gender-specific, you know, anti-girl or, you know, geared toward a guy, necessarily. And sci-fi, a lot of the shows that are on have really strong women characters in them, so I think that's a good a good thing to kind of encourage. But since you're a microbial, if I can say this, a microbial ecologist and biogeochemist, um, I think you probably know more about science and math than I do. So what inspired you as a girl, and what do you think would be a good good advice for someone who has a child that's interested in that sort of stuff? Let's see. I, I was definitely always a scientist, and I was fortunate to have parents who encouraged that. So when I was outside, you know, playing with bugs and doing these different things, other than not bringing them in the house, it was always like, well, if that's what you want to do, you should definitely do that. I do think there are some good role models out there. I actually just profiled uh, Carrie Byron from Mythbusters. Oh, I love her. And she's just absolutely fabulous because she's, she's out there doing exactly what the guys do on Mythbusters. No questions asked. Mm -hmm. So I like her a lot. I think also that there's a good amount of uh, science and interest in getting girls into science on Geek Mom. 
there's a couple of the geek moms are homeschoolers and uh, a couple of them specifically uh, Kathy Sasari is always posting interesting science experiments that she's doing with her kids and I think that's really neat okay so just basically being supportive and maybe finding some things you could do together as a family would be a good idea yeah definitely I mean should they should definitely be the more science I think that someone can do the more interested they are so getting on the internet is nice but when it comes to really being interested in that, I think you need to go out and get hands-on experience and find other people who are doing it. And I know I've worked with, there's a lot of local programs that have done that. When I was in grad school, we worked with some young girls who came to a young a women in science kind of week-long experience where they got to come be scientists for a week. And I helped teach them the different things, kind of played camp counselor. Oh, nice. Speaking of that, I think the Girl Scouts are still a very good organization for that. Yes. You can find a good Girl Scout troop, and I do. I'm a lifetime Girl Scout, and so I think that's one of the areas I was always, always got a lot of experience in. Find people who are interested and do those things. They've got whole badges based around science and math and technology. That's very true. I think I was a cadet, and then ended up stopping kind of at the later end of high school. But yeah, the, there's definitely a lot of uh, extracurricular outside kind of camps that you can do, and all sorts of things that help you uh, focus on that. It's not just basket weaving anymore. No, definitely not. <laughs> With your site, how long how long has it been since you first created that to now? I think we are just about a quarter of the way into our second year. Because okay. our we celebrated our, our first year blog anniversary right at the end of March. <laughs> blog anniversary, I like it. Are there plans for the future expansion or are you just going to um, continue with what you're doing and Dawn will come back and write a little bit more. What are your future goals for that? Right now, I think we're just sort of still settling into keeping it running and what's going on. And I'm actually going to be starting a new job in the fall, so we'll have to see exactly what's going to happen with that. I think Dawn will be getting more involved because she'll be graduating soon. Um, so I think that'll work. I'm always looking for friends who want to write me guest articles. I kind of bug all of my geeky friends when they say something. Oh, I should, you know, this or that. And I go, oh, you should write me an article about that. I'll post it. <laughs> so I have one friend who's done at least one. Uh, she writes under uh, Acetogen, Allison Acetogen. And she's done a few. And she's come on and I've uh, written things for you. That's nice. So you're like me. All your friends are frightened, <laughs> probably. My friends are frightened because I keep trying to get them to come on the uh, podcast or to contribute in some way. Yeah, they're very nervous about what people are going to think. And I'm like, you're good geeks. Just put stuff on the Internet. People will love it. Well, the articles are very interesting. And I think it's kind of a varied group of things that, that are discussed. So there's a little bit of something for everyone. I've been looking at this app on my iPad lately. It's called um, Geek History. And it's something that was just created recently. I think it's kind of interesting because when you click on it, I have the light version because I'm cheap and I never, <laughs> never buy apps a lot on, uh, on that. But you can buy the full entire app and it has a lot of extra features that I don't have. But when you first click on it, it gives you the day that you're in currently and then it gives you a lot of facts that occurred during that day. Um, like for today, the Chronicles of Narnia and Harry Potter, the Jim Broadbent, who's the star of that, he was born today. Uh, Neil Campbell from the Rocky Horror Picture Show, he was known as Columbia, he was born today. Let's see, Quantum Computer Services is founded, which became AOL. 
Let's see. Sega of America announces it introduced a, a rating system for its video games, which this is the first time we saw like MA-17 and some of that stuff. And Dilbert Season 1 began. So just like a whole bunch of different things that that are in of interest to people that like any kind of entertainment, I'd say. And I think it's a pretty cool app. And the free, the free version is called Geek History Lite. So try that out, I'd recommend. I've got that on my droid, so I also have to recommend that. I've been using it every once in a while. I'll see something interesting and tweet it. Nice. It's kind of neat to uh, remember that stuff. I mean, you look back and say, wow, has it really been that long since you know, the PlayStation first came out? Or, wow, I remember when that movie first came out. Yeah, definitely. I just saw, uh, I think, the, the last episode of Star Trek Next Generation aired, I think, yesterday. Some number of years in the past. And I was like, oh, wow, I remember that. <laughs> Yes. Someday we'll be talking about the conclusion of Lost and House, and it'll be on there. <laughs> right. Is there anything else you'd like to add to the things we've already discussed today that you didn't get a chance to say? I can't think of anything specific. Uh, I think, you know, we just like to promote the idea that, you know, geeks, every kind of a geek is a good kind of a geek. <laughs> I think that's important. Okay, I'd like to do something a little bit different today. Um, we're going to have shout-outs. We have Victor and Eric Ryan, who made some comments on episode 17 on Genesee.com. And we also have Wynel Lakatena and Mamochi, who made some comments that were very helpful on episode 16. So if you would like a shout-out, please leave constructive comments on the episodes, and I'll give you some recognition for that. So hopefully we'll have some more shout-outs for next week, and thank you to the people who commented. I'd like to say thank you to my sponsor, MapHook. Please join my group, The Gray Area Podcast, on MapHook if you'd like to support the podcast or click on the sponsor link on my homepage. I'd like to thank Rosalind for being on, and please check out her site at girlsartgeeks.com, or you can follow her at Twitter with at girlsartgeeks. You can join me on Twitter as well at Gray Area Podcast, and you can be part of the conversation daily. You can also visit genesee.com to add to the discussion on this episode. If you have any gray areas in your relationships or just need a new perspective, you can email me your questions at genesegray at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week with a new episode.